Not at all. Turn it up down here, man. Let's go. Underestimated and still I made it In the book of hard knocks, I'm highly educated Nobody told me looked over but still dedicated Played in the league for 13, I ain't gotta be favored Two Super Bowls, Honolulu, I stood with the greatest The thing is this, if never rich, I'm good with my neighbors DB precision, television, ain't ask for no favors Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures, just look in the papers No backing down or turning back, part two of the movie Never the biggest, but it takes more than two just to move me Ain't gotta like what I'm saying, just watch me go to work And tackle all of these topics right here on Face First Shoot, man, like, this one's, this one's different for me, you know uh, I kind of had, like, the opportunity to, to do something Because it's the off-season that brings out the people, you know, that matter to me Obviously, uh, Keon, uh, Kev, you know, and we'll get into who they are to me and just who they are in general. But I got the idea, one, because we needed music. Kev does all our music. Keon wants to use Jay-Z for everything. And so then that puts us in a situation where he's mad at me because he feel like his video ain't as great as it's supposed to be because of music. But then so Kev started making us special things, right? And so I knew we have that this weekend and we'd all be together. But like the other part for me was I started looking, because I have friends that, or people, I know people that are celebrities not because I'm a celebrity, just because I've actually run in some of those circles. And I always see that they have all these celebrity friends. And like a lot of the things that they do things with, like those dudes are celebrity. And I was like, man, like my friends are all kind of the same. You know, my friends are like the dudes I've been knowing forever or, or people that I work with now. But it wasn't like all of these relationships where I know being with you in some way elevates me. It was all these organic things that happen because I'm kind of boring. And because I, I, I just am, you know, from a creative standpoint. And so then I was like, man, I want to show people my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to introduce people to, you know, the dudes that mean a lot to me. And obviously, Kev, shoot, we've been friends since, since I can remember really having friends. You know, and then me and you, Key, we meet two years ago. And now all of this kind of comes together. But it's like, all right, I meet you, Key. We, we have a conversation. We go back and forth with ideas, ideas you have that I don't have, right? Because I just want to coach football and talk about football. And then we're here. But, you know, through those conversations, like, oh, I played baseball, but I stopped playing baseball to do this. And then after that, you know, I had kids or whatever, whatever, whatever. Kind of talk about your journey or how you get to the space where we are now. But, you know, it started just playing baseball in Oklahoma. Well, first and foremost, man, I appreciate you having me today, you know, sitting down, chopping it up, UK Cooks, you know, um, being part of the DB, uh, DB Precision family. And so a little bit about my backstory is, um, one, I'm from Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, uh, born and raised, uh, went to school at Midwood City High School, um, and that's, you know, no, normally known as like a big football traditional school. And so with me being a two-sport two, two athlete, football and baseball, um, you know, baseball was, you know, that was my, that was, that was my go-to sport. Like, that was, a, that, that was a sport I knew for a fact, like, I was going to be able to go to college for. Uh, football wasn't the biggest dude, but, like, you know, I had a, you know, I had a big chip on my shoulder. You know, I thought, I, you know, when I stepped on the field, like, you, you know. Man, you're one of I'd have split like, you, man. <laughs> man, wasn't nobody worried about no key. I'd have been like, oh. And straight up, first, I'd have been like, you know, the same way I've been messing with Slim all weekend. I'd have straight up said, dog, you play, if you play baseball, ain't no way you coming out here and do this. You ain't Bo Jackson. Dog, man, look, our football team, bro, like, we brought a lot of attitude. Like, we wasn't, 
That's what all the sorry teams. <laughs> nah, that's not that. So here's the thing. So Oklahoma football, like Midwest City, was kind of like, like, we was a super diverse school. Right. Like, but, like, you know, you got Tulsa football, which, you know, they're mostly known for, like, the uppity preppy school. Like, us, we wasn't that. And so. So Tulsa used to whip y'all, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> Pretty much. Tulsa, Pretty much. Tulsa, like, Tulsa, Tulsa, like Riverdale. Yeah, Tulsa, yeah. Tulsa is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but fast forward, going to my baseball season, have a, have a talk with my coach, and, you know, he wants to move me to as a pitcher. So going to my season senior or senior season, uh, baseball, have a great year, you know, uh, won nine games out of the 11 games I pitched. So 9-2 was my record going, uh, coming out of my senior year. I had pitched against a team called MSNFA. At the time, they were, like, the number one team. To At the time, they were sorry, too. They was not. They Bruh, was the first team. off, first what off. What class was this? Was this, like, the, the this was Yeah. 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 It, but, one, one, think about it. All the Oklahoma Sooners that we know that usually end up good, other than Trey Young, ain't none of them from Oklahoma. True. Uh, Y'all go to Texas and get players. You said, um, first, so that's so what about So, what about Matt Kemp? Did he, he didn't even go to school in Oklahoma. Kemp, he ended Matt up. Matt Kemp was from my high school. But, but Matt Kemp, didn't he go straight to the league to play baseball? He came straight out of Midwest City. That's what I'm trying to tell you, though. Like, none of the Oklahoma Sooners come from Oklahoma. That's, now, that is a true statement. Fact. Thank you. Facts. So that's how we know all these teams sorry. <laughs> Facts. Thank you. <laughs> like, I mean, Texas, but Texas, Texas, so what would be the football state? Like, if y'all was saying, like, uh, Louisiana is the football state. Not Texas, bro. If you look uh, at so if you look at per capita, there's actually there's actually I think Georgia's number one now. Right. Louisiana's number two yes. in the league. I know that. Yeah. See, what I'm saying that's what you cover here. I talking think, all I think this the stuff. perception is more of the the high school, maybe even collegiate, but those guys are usually transplants, so they didn't come from wherever they went. Like in LSU and and like Louisiana, they're staying in state, so it's like yeah, we have homegrown talent. OSU, like they really didn't recruit from in state. Because like the point was y'all had no players, <laughs> bro. If you got players, on, right? Like if you, duh, if you got, if you have players, right? Then you get those players from your state to stay home. Like Louisiana doesn't have to do a lot of like, football wise, they don't have to go outside of Louisiana to get great players. No, right. they got to do that to get hoopers though. Right. Yes. Right. So like we, it's, it's never like some cats in Louisiana where you like, okay, this is the guy. Other than Randy Livingston, we knew that from the beginning. Like back in the yeah, day, yeah, we knew that. you know, you knew him. But Shaq's from from Texas. Um, Abdul Abdul Raouf, uh, Raouf was from Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. Gulfport. He's from Gulfport, Mississippi. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we had like Stromile Swift maybe, but we don't. And so we don't what, keep the home state back. Right. And so what we're saying is. Oklahoma ain't had no players. Man, I don't let y'all do that. Do me like that, bro. I mean, you should we, stick we up for your, yeah, stick up for your ball, people, man. Rep your hood, man. Like. We got ballers in Oklahoma. You know, we just don't have the market like Louisiana and Texas do. I'm going to just say that. A market? Yes. Come, like, yo, just like, like, what market? What market? What market do high school players have in general other than just a ball? Yeah. We, the ball? I wouldn't. I just. They, I'm sure they have Twitter too in Oklahoma, man. Because everybody. We're, talk, we're talking about 2006, like uh, in that. So we're going in, further in that, yeah, in those years, I can't speak on what you know what's out there now. But in 2006, like we had some, we had some dudes that can play. But I think like, some of y'all talent too be running from that Big 12 because they know they won't go somewhere like LSU. If I go to LSU, I know I'm getting a league look. If I go to Oklahoma, that's gonna be iffy. Not, not true. Well, not true. Not true. If you go to Oklahoma and play football, one. If you go to Oklahoma and play quarterback, right? If if I'm Lincoln Riley right now, when I go recruit people, I just throw my rings on the table and say, "Listen, these are all the Big Twelve championship rings." But also, if you play quarterback 
is you don't want to win the Heisman and get drafted number one overall, don't come to my school. Then I walk out. Right, but if you play defense, you're trying to get to the SEC. Well, yeah, because you know, if they play defense, yeah. you're going to get bombed on yeah, yeah. Like, like every week. I mean, but you, like, you know, Key's kind of talking about, like, baseball. Like, your thing was different. Like, you yeah. hooped, and you hooped with some cats that could really play. LZ is, like, the one that comes to my mind, Lenore. you know, more than more than yeah. anything. But Lenore could play. And at least, I, at least I felt like it. Like, when I was in high school, I was like, man, you know, it would be really cool if I could play college football. Right. right? And, like, you understand those measurables. 5'9 is not a great basketball measurable, Kev. It's not. It's, uh, that's I don't know why you just say play football. Because I was just telling the story today. I started with football in high school. But my basketball coach talked me out of football because he had this plan. It was me. Remember uh, J.J., Jerome Jones? Yep. So he had me and him. He's like, you guys are going to be the future because this is when, you know, Rashad and all them guys gone now. So he's like, now we, we're ushering in. LZ's already a staple because he's, he got – LZ was like 6'5 when we were 15, man. Like, he could play 1 through 5 in high school. He was cool. He was always good, you know. So we, we knew that piece was there. But my coach, uh, you know, comes in and is like – you know, and we had a new coach at that time because Schick left. Which right. won the state championship with Rashad. Then we had – I want the assistant coach take over. So he has this plan and he shoots me this thing. And he's like, look, man, you know – you're only 170 pounds. What are you going to do playing football? Like, you know, so I'm like, all right, cool, coach. That's stupid. Because I graduated, I was 150. <laughs> right. But, you know, at you the time. You lied to. Hood I was, was bamboozled. The next year, he had, a uh, like, some, um, what do you had, uh, arthritic condition to where he had to retire. So now Coach Freelo comes in. Yeah. He really. hates my guts. I'm talking about everything I did. This dude cussed me out in basketball practice because I shot, I shot what should have been a three-pointer. But I stepped on the line. And I'm talking about all net. So I'm holding the follow through. Like, yeah. And it was on LZ. Man, this dude stopped practicing, cussed me out, and told me it was the dumbest shot he ever seen in his life. And I couldn't understand it. But I'm, I'm also, like, I'm not used to no man talking to me like that. Like, Because right. at this time, you know, like, the neighborhood is getting a little different. I ain't got a daddy in the house. So my, my thought process is different. It's like, who... Who are you to talk to me like this? Right. So that kind of like... Be honest, you want to be like, who the F is you talking no, to me like that? I did. Yeah. yeah. Me and Freelo had a problem. Like, yeah, we ain't putting this on Instagram. I need, you cuss. All right, like, good. So I, I had... Yeah, we beep it out. <laughs> like, right. like, OHP, I, had, I had an established problem with him because he went to high school with my uncle, with, right. with Woody's dad, Brian. Yeah. And he's an All-American in high school, All-American in college, playing at Tulane football. He's that guy. Well, I don't know if he slept with Freelo Woman or something, but when Freelo found out that that was my uncle, it was downhill, man. And I'm talking about every day. I'm like, man, what you got against me? I literally asked him that. Like, what do you have against me? Like, yeah. what's the problem? So we never had that type of thing. So, you know, in that, I started moving around a little bit different, and I started loving being with my homeboys who hanging in the streets. So, like, and I ain't trying to act like no Nino Brown or nothing, but my friends went into some serious shit. So. Right. Basketball is now, I still love to play, but, you know, I just other stuff. I like girls, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I love music, so it's, it, I have other interests now, so my love ain't specifically basketball. Yeah. And then it got to the point, like he said, man, you 5'9". It's, it's 400 million 5'9 players. Like, what, what are you doing? No, different? it ain't, because they can't play. <laughs> so it ain't, it, ain't, no, I, it ain't, you can actually hoop, yeah. but it ain't 400 million 5'9 basketball players. Not that play... And actually get a jersey. You're right, and that's my point. They so give like, you like six You have to be special to be five nine. And like I knew I could, I had, I, I was at the at a JUCO, yeah. so I could do that. And I probably could have got an NAIA, maybe a small D three or something like that. But you know, I know I ain't going to the league, so now I have a decision to make. So could yeah, but could you dunk? I could, I could dunk, but I didn't. I can grab it with two hands for sure at tenth grade. But I, like I said, I was one seventy. Like this is this is a different 
time. We running all the time. Like, you know, I used to work out because I was bored. But it was not never that thought process because the guards I like were under the rim. Like I like like the Magic Johnsons. Like I never. Yeah, really but I think just, the I think the but the other piece the other piece of it is too. It's like you do these things that like you love. Like I play football just because I love. It. Like first yeah. time like I tell people all the time. First time I ever touch one, I knew what the hell to do with it. Like it wasn't like coach right. me up. You know what I mean? We playing throw up tackle, and I know oh I'm gonna give you this leg. I'm gonna take it yeah, back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh you little you smaller. I'm gonna run you over. Like all those things made sense to me, and to me it like I don't know. Like, I don't necessarily think I played in high school to get a scholarship. Like, it wasn't that. You know what I'm saying? I, I certainly didn't play in high school to go to the league. Like, that, oh, was, yeah. that was never a thought of mine. But it's like when you start getting these letters and you start realizing, you know, that you could do it, I feel like that, that success kind of, of, of fuels, like, you to keep going. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, if you, if, you, if you get, you know what I'm saying, you make all district or you make yeah. all West Bank or whatever, you're like, oh, okay. Like, like, yeah. like, so people are noticing, and I think the the lie we all tell is like, you know what, man, I don't really care what people think about me. But, but it's not true because we live in a world where oftentimes what people think about you ends up being how you feed your family. Whether right. whether it's what you think about me as a teacher, is what you think about me as a creative director, as a videographer, whatever it is, yeah. like those end up being the ways like you make livings. Right. And so when. For you, Key, it's like, okay, I've I, I done baseball. I beat the Santa Fe Aztecs or whatever team <laughs> it, it was. When you realize, okay, or, or when did you realize or when did you accept that baseball isn't going to be it after you've pitched well, you started to get looks. And once you accept that, like, what the hell What the hell do you do? Because, like, I didn't have to do it until I was 35. Right. Man, it was right after my daughter was born. So I actually going – Getting coming out of high school, um, I found out that my the the woman that I was there at the time was pregnant, mm. and so I had a choice to make: either I was going to finish school, uh, go to college, or I was going to work. And so at that time, being you know 17, 18 years old, like I don't know how to be a father, right? You know, so the only thing that I really have is you know I did have my dad in my life, but like to full fledged like know how to like be a father at that age, right. though I had no clue. The only thing I knew how to do at that time was be a provider. So um, I remember. Um, I went out, to, we had a red and white scrimmage, um, it was June, <laughs> June 18th, we had a red and white scrimmage at uh, Mid-America Christian Schools I was at, at the time, and I went out, I pitched, like, I threw a no-hitter, pitched, walked out the field, and I go into my coach's office, I'm like, balling, and my coach don't even know what's wrong with he me. He probably like, man, <laughs> he's like, the no-hitter really got you emotional, Keon. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah and, and, um. You know, I'm in there bawling my eyes out, man. And so, like, I tell him, I'm like, yo, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to step away. Like, I'm going to have to walk away from this. And this is something I've been doing since I was four years old. Right. Like, this is my love right here. Like, right. more than anything else. And so, oh, at the time before, of course, my, you know, my daughter came. Um, and so I had to walk away from that and then immediately uh, started working. Um, job I was working at the time, you know, really wasn't, you know, I didn't feel like that was a place I really needed to be. So my next option was I joined the military. Um, and joining the military was one of the best decisions I made, you know, especially that young of the age in my 20s, like still, you know, like I said, trying to figure out, you know, manhood, fatherhood, you know, just finding my place, like, in this world just as a man. Right. Um, and so going to the military, uh, being able to provide for my, my son and my daughter, because I, I had a boy uh, three years after. Well, you uh, were working, huh? Hey, man. <laughs> hey, hey, man. That girl can breathe around the house. <laughs> hey, come pull 
Yeah, you love the feeling from being broke on the first one. Let's duplicate this. Yeah, like being broke, you know, being broke is not that bad. Once I got out of the military, I attend school at the University of Oklahoma. I'm going. I'm majoring in industrial engineering. And so during that time period, um, you know, I was still not really sure what I wanted to do once I got out of the military. Um, one of my classes, it was more like my enterprise engineering class, um, I, you know, while still in like the process and systems of like businesses, I got the idea, I was like, man, let me start my own business. Um, and so that's whenever I started a fashion company at the time. Uh, got tired of paying for videographers and photographers to take my stuff, so I bought my own camera, invested into it, and then here we are now, man. You know, I'm sitting here with... Uh, Deep precision, bro. So it, it paid off. Yeah, and I think, you know, I remember, man, me, Keon, he just shoots me a DM. He's like, hey, man, I want to come out and get some videos of you. Right? And so the first thing I thought was like, well, we must do, because we had Will Stout at the time, worked yeah. for LSU. I was like, we must do some decent videos because he at least knows that videoing us would, like, be good for his brand or good to build off of. Right. And so, man, he wants to come there. So I was like, nah, I don't worry about Baton Rouge. I got Will, but I'm doing something in Arizona. So he comes out to AZ, man. I just remember how excited he was about the first video. And he was like popping graphics up on the screen. And uh, that's when Dreamville was out. Mm -hmm. And you know, you know him, Jay-Z Tree. J. Cole <laughs> somehow in the Jay-Z Tree. As long as you're like a branch off of that, you know what I mean, we're using it. So the video was cold, like it, it was dope and it comes out good. And then we get in the car though and we're talking about like YouTube channels and this and that. And that's what drew me to him and how the relationship started to build. It was really just through conversation, just like right. organically. And then I remember, though, man, like, looking for music. And I, I guess I never, until, like, last week, I never told him that my Twitter had got taken off because of him. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and because, and, like, he was still, like, trying to throw these songs on. And, like, I know, like, once I go, there's, like, no reeling me back. Right. So, I, like, I was trying to be, like, really patient because I couldn't understand. Like, if I told you they'll be using this music, why the hell are you still trying to use this music? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, like, that's how everything, I was like, look, my homeboy rap. I'm gonna get him to make us a song. We're just gonna use that, right? right? And so now the, the the need for doing things became more, or we needed because we were putting out more stuff, right? right? The demand had gotten higher, so we needed supply, and like that's how we get here this week. But in the sense of though, you moving on from music like your pops did music. Like I still got a guitar, you know, yeah. that you gave me from your pops. No, you moving on from yeah, you moving on from basketball right. and getting into to music. And then how do you push yourself or get to this position where now you're back into doing music more heavily than you have in years because life was kind of in the middle of it? Well, I was um, a lady at a church that my daddy was attending at the time. My dad lived in South Dakota. He met his wife and moved out there. So that lady told me, she was like, you're going to be in music. There's a lady at the church. I guess she was a prophetess. Mm -hmm. and I was like, Is that yeah. a word? I think. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I so make up words all the time. It's better than the other one I was about to butcher because I can't pronounce that one. But <laughs> so, you know, at the time, and, and Rapid is a little small city, man. So I'm, I'm going to the Y. You know, every day I'm at the Y. I'm working on my game. I'm like, man, this is still what I want to do. But she told me that. So years later, I mean, more, some of the guys who I'm with in the neighborhood, they rap. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm garbage. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just trying to do this because they do it. Mm -hmm. Mr. B's being one of them. I, well, you know, our nickname, childhood nickname is Bam Foam, but his rap name is Mr. B. So I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm enamored by this. But my, my idea of music is different because my dad plays instruments. My dad plays five instruments. My dad traveled the world three or four times with music. You know, the Neville brothers are related to us. So Fast Domino is related to us. So our family is musical. So my dad really didn't like hip hop, but I love the words. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I got more into the word part of it. 
and I just became good at it. But I got good at it sort of like he had to do stuff out of necessity. So I started wanting to do music, and then people didn't want to do me beats. And then I couldn't afford them, so I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to learn how to do beats. Mm -hmm. So then I started making beats. You know what I'm saying? So, and in that time, we work and do stuff like that. But I always had the love for music, even when I played basketball. You know, that was one of the things. But the, the one time when I'm away at school, I literally made the decision based on music. I was like, I'm 5'9". I don't know how long this basketball thing going to last. I really didn't want to be in college because right. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, nobody ever sat down and told me, hey, man, you know, you should do this or you should do that or this is going. Like, the people in my family who made it ostracized us. Like, right. they, they'll go make their own and move off and then don't talk. So, anyway... I'm sitting at the school, I'm in North Dakota, man, and I'm like, man, I don't want to do this no more. Like, I, I, I start thinking, I'm doing this to make sure they don't be like, hey, Kev, what happened to basketball? Right. And that was the point I got to, so I was like, I'm done. But even, shoot, but like, but even even with that, though, like, you give up, like, even in giving up basketball, right. I think that's a, like, every now and then, people can come to those smart decisions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But to have something else that you love like that, so right away, when you stop hooping, are you like, okay, I'm going to dive into music head first because like they shoot they both the same type of crap shoot to me they are and then uh, that was another issue uh music for me is something that i love like how you said football i knew from the gate i can do music because i always did poetry hmm. so that's easy but i never saw the dollar because sign you always been so sensitive man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a virgo man like <laughs> I, I don't know nothing about no signs bro Look, all i know is when I'm, we get on the phone every now and then no, I, no, I keep no. every now and then i keep thinking back to sitting at the red light, listening to Lloyd, uh, <laughs> players' prayer. He gets to see sides there, of me that nobody gets to see, man. Singing, I was. I was like, I was feeling that, but I was. I went to AZ off a of breakup. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying. So, man, what's going on, <laughs> bro? When I get to AZ, man, like, it's off a of breakup. So this this song is like, I'm like, and then it was a great song. It's it a great Lloyd song. song. The player's prayer. Right. And I'm like, I'm just feeling it, man. Like, I don't know he watching me. Like, I'm just doing me like <laughs> Well, you should have knew I was watching you because the light had been green for 20 seconds. But no, he on the phone and it I was, was really feeling out. it. I was really feeling Boy, it. Boy, he was on the, the thank you. <laughs> Lord, please. Give me one more chance. And I was like, oh. But he, he's got to see me in vulnerable spots. The world don't get to see that. So I'm, I didn't let my guard down like, right. you know what I'm saying, singing in like, front of right no, I I judge, man. And not even in the sense of like I judge that you're going through things. I judge your judgment for understanding how to handle these things in front of the correct people. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And so it's like we like the the conversations that you get to have, you know what I'm saying, with your homeboys that are separate from judgment though, those those are like those are the conversations that allow you to live life. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you think about, and yeah, there's going to be ribbing, you know what I'm saying? But there's there's not going to be any critical critique of, of who you are or of, of, of where you are. I think that's really? the, like, and that's the point of having, like, not only good people around you, but people that care and understand yeah. you. But it can't be, you know, and Key and I have kind of, like, chopped it up about this. Like, it can't be easy to to lose to lose baseball. And, and and then you know get into the military and be on the rise as you were, and then kind of have that taken away too. Tell us a little bit about that story, and where are you from a mind frame standpoint? Where it's like, okay, these two things I was really good at and I love. Now they both gone. Um, I mean it was a challenge, you know, but it was something that you know I was built for. Uh, I mean, just even with being that seventeen-year-old kid, just taking that risk, like you know what, I'm gonna just just go all out like with that's with anything even with what I'm doing now 
like I didn't know how to pick up a camera and do what it is that I do it at some point in time. Um, and so I know one thing, I just had the confidence that I'm gonna figure this thing out. Um, right. And so even with me getting out of the military, was it, was it you know, disappointing? More so to myself, because even when I was in the military, same thing, like I'm all in. Like I'm not, a, I don't come from a military family. Like there's people that are bred to be in the military, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not one of those people. Like right. I'm doing this to provide for my kids. And so once I'm in, you know, I do all my qualifications and coming out is like, dang, like you look back and like, you know, it does, it does, it is different. Right. Uh, but like I said, moving forward, you know, I got to put all those things away. I got to cope. Uh, like right. I got to learn how to cope with like those, those, you know, those thoughts and like those, from those experiences of, right. you know, of disappointment. But when you, when you, when you're doing that, you really don't have a, a cope thought. It's more of a like, I'm, this is normal. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I'm a survivor. Like this is what I do. Like, right. What's the, what's the next thing? So like when you bounce from the from one to another, it, for me, it's not a thought process of okay, what's next? It's like, all right, this is here because I mean I went to college too, so I, you know I'm going to use something to make money. Like I know at some point I'm going to make money. Right. But I think that you do have that time when you like okay, I think some things reveal themselves. You know what right. I'm saying? Like especially when you weren't doing that forever. You know we start off playing sports and we right. think that that's going to be the avenue, but if it doesn't, then what? Yeah, I think it's it's the the harder part all the time is, is I don't know if we actually have, if we have designs on our life. Right. Like, like everybody, like once people get older and you start, you start listening to them and you listen to successful people, they almost, they always, they almost try to get you to believe that you have to have a plan, right? right. right? That, that, that you have to know, you know what I'm saying? What's, what's, what's going on with right. you. And, and, and I don't think that we totally totally get that hey you know what this might not be forever right and i think i think whenever you're doing something that you truly truly enjoy it's like that right right like if you really love it it is like man you know what i don't really know like i'm not really thinking about anything right. else and like you think about these dudes that play sports and people are always like you should have had a plan b right sometimes mm -hmm. and then now and that's not every time but sometimes when you are trying to accomplish huge things or amazing things or big things it's not that it's not that you're too caught up in it or you think you're going to get it so you don't have a plan b it's that you work it so hard right. to get it mm -hmm. right and so you don't have other things in place now that junk gone what you do right you know and i you know i know that's weird because i saw him go through you know things with his uh nfl and transitional things and uh to watch to watch a person actually navigate that and, and be successful is actually inspiring because we all go through stuff, man, and like we live long enough, we're gonna have those things. But the bounce back is the real thing, you know what I mean? Like you can't control some of these other things, but I can control my my response. So, and I always said, man, I'm not gonna sit on my hands. Like, what's next? Like, what what, what are we doing? Like something else has to happen, especially once we start having kids and families and stuff like that. Like they're not gonna eat the excuses. Nobody cares. Right. Like I don't even tell people about my high school. I'm like I say I hear people always like, oh, I went to this high. I went so what? Like, how's that affecting me today? Like, you know, and that's where I'm at most of the time. Like, what's the next move? Now, music was, for me was different because I never put a dollar sign on it because I just love it. Like, I can get in here and sit in the studio and spend eight, nine. When I was little, I would go to my dad's band practices. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't play no instruments. I just wanted to be amongst the guys. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was the same camaraderie I got in sports. So when we come do stuff like this, I could do this all night. Like, I don't even have to go home. I don't need to eat. I could just sit here, but this is right. my safe space. You know, just like when I would watch him work out and do those things, I felt that was his natural element. When yeah. I come do the music, that's my natural element. Like, you tell me, man, we got a song, let's do it. Yeah, so I think the, when, 
it's not necessarily that the, the, the football space was a safe space for me. That was just, the, the safe space for me was in knowing that I was preparing myself for something. Right. Right, and I think, and 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 that's carried me through, through whatever it is, right? Like right. even like even in this, and the planning of it, and and the making sure we understood what we had to do, and the energies that I felt like it takes to do it. You know, even yesterday, like as I am, as I am getting older, right? As I am getting older, I I I still understand how to relinquish control. Like I've always understood right. that, right? When if you've been if you've been cut, if if you uh, have had to work jobs you didn't necessarily want to work. You understand how to relinquish control, right? Right. But now that I live in space that even if I relinquish control, and I understand I have people who can do certain things, sometimes you got to take that control back to get it to go the way you want. Right. So then now you can get back into that space. And so working out for me was taking that control back, right? Because right? it was all these other things that I could control. I had to relinquish control of how much I played. I had to relinquish control of how much you pay me, right? So all those things had to go. But when I was working, that was me saying, you're going to have to force me out. Right. You're going to have to just deny what the truth is right. that I did the work. And I think what the hard part is in having things you don't love, feeling that same way about them, like to find a safe space in it. You right. know what I mean? And, you know, I know Key had some things where, you know, he had seizures or, or, or things like that in, when he was in the military. Obviously, you just having a heart procedure and yeah. things like that. And, you know, she almost died, right? And, like, the difference in between, like, me and, like, a lot of other people sometimes is, like, I probably would have passed away and 98% of the people I know would have ne never knew I was as sick as I was. Right. Yeah. You know, but that was but that was my way of controlling it because I couldn't control how you felt about it. Right. So you calling, checking up on me, you being worried like that junk would have messed me up. Right. Right. So I'd rather just be in my space, in my box like these people know we're dealing with it in your situation. How did you deal with that? And did the videography, did the school allow you to take your mind away from like, dang, I was moving up in the ranks. I feel like I was going to be that boy in the military. And now this. A hundred percent. Videography is an art. Like it's an expression. Like bringing it even back, you know, with music. Like I, every element that you see in the videos that I put together, like it's re it's technically a reflection of like what you know my 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 beliefs. Um, it's a reflection of like you know the art that I study. It's a reflection of culture. And so, yeah, it was a it's 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 an expression for me because you know I wasn't an artsy dude. Like I didn't paint. Like I didn't do. You know, I wasn't really big into like the like the arts, and so when I learned how to, you know, do the editing, when I learned how to actually shoot, learning camera angles and different, you know, notes within that particular like field of work, like this was something I just loved to do. Like I wasn't getting for the first year and a half, like I wasn't getting paid to do that mm -hmm. because I just like the idea of the fact that I'm taking something like just from a thought or an idea right. and like I'm bringing it to the physical. Like right. that's that's pretty much it. And so when I'm talking to like you, like RC, or if I'm talking to you. And like you're like, man, I got this idea for a music video, and then I sit down and I listen to it, and I'm like, okay, cool, that's dope. And then I can also too, like you know, I can add my, you know, what, you know, some things that I've studied before too, like to build on top of that and make right. it better. Because a lot of people, man, like they have a hard time expressing themselves, like yeah. mm -hmm. just in general. I mean, we see it all the time, you know, especially with like mental health, you know, in the, you know, in the 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 conversation, the way that it is now, and so that. That particular, you know, feel like videography has allowed me to like 
in a sense, like not, I'm not saying I put it behind, like I'm just like bearing it, but like it has allowed me to like, you know what, give me that, give me that, that confidence that I once had, like right. when I was in the military and when I was doing baseball. And so like when I think about kind of where you had to go to, to put yourself back into it. And now, Kevin, where are you all going from a musical standpoint? I don't think there's many things like those creative arts, you know, where, or entertainment, right? Because whenever you're entertaining and you're not acting, right? When, 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 when you're rapping, like you're, like you're not acting. When you're creating these pieces, you're not acting. So you're truly giving yourself to people to critique. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like when I'm on TV and I have an opinion I'm not giving that opinion as some caricature of myself. Like, that's Ryan Clark's opinion. Right. And so whether it's social commentary, whether it's commentary about sports, you are now opening yourself up for people to see you and say, you know what, I see you and I don't accept you. Right. Right? Like, I see you and your you ain't good enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how, like, for y'all, like, I know for me it's a safe space because I, I have truly gotten to a point to where I'm like, as long as you understand me, you can hate me. Well, you know, my musical process, though, I always pass him the music first because I know he'll give me his honest opinion. Mm -hmm. So my music has always been my expression, like, literally. So, like, I put anything. Like, if, if my dog died, that's in a song. Like, yeah. you know, if I got hurt. You should did country. <laughs> <laughs> anything that happens to me, man, I write about it because I'm expressive. Like, I'm not, I'm not the imaginative, you know, make up this story land thing. Yeah. I literally write my life stories. So my music was always a personal expression. So I was more nervous to let people hear that because I'm literally, if you tell me this suck, you hate my life. Like this is, right. this is whatever I put in it. Yeah. So I pass it to him and you know, it's, it's I have a system of it. What you think? You know what I'm saying? Okay, oh, I love it all. Yeah, you know, it ain't my favorite. I can build on that, you know, but I pass it to people who are someone who I know will tell me the truth because if I can pass that test, I really don't care about everybody else in this yeah. But when I first was doing the music, you know, that what I did wasn't popular. You know what I'm saying? Like you was rapping, rapping. That was, I was I, rapping. That rapper. was real life. Look, in New and Orleans, his real man, name was real my, life. My first name was was real. Li no, it wasn't my first one, but that was the first one I told everybody. Hey, well, let me tell you what. That's <laughs> better than hey. like, Tilla Kev or something. Hey, well, you already know. <laughs> it was whenever you whenever you listen to it, I used to finish like, man, <laughs> that was heavy, man. man look, I'm putting the words know. on it though, man. And like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? And like, uh, back at the t especially at that point, Cash Money, um, you had no limit in New Orleans. Those were the staples. You know what I'm saying? And then we had all type of like artists in the city, but nobody did what I did. And I remember going to like labels in New Orleans and they, and I, I had a rap partner at the time named uh, Orlandis Banks and he passed away, but his brother is a, a really popular rapper now. But what we did was different in New Orleans. So nobody like knew what to do with us. So we go to a record label and they'd be like, hey, all right. And they put the music on and like we freestyle and, and kick songs for two hours. And you know, this was my backpack era when I'm listening to Wu-Tang and doing all this type of stuff. So I'm on them. But they'd be like, man, we don't know nobody here that's going to listen to that. Right. Like, we got to figure out a space to put y'all on. I know y'all dope, but what are we going to do? Like, where are we going to go? So when you keep going to all of these different labels and they saying the same thing, you're like, well, I really don't have a pocket. You mm -hmm. know, so which brings some of the other music that I did. Like, I did a, a mixtape called Mr. October. Everybody loved it. I don't love it because it wasn't a lot of me. Like, I did a lot of stuff because I'm picking beats with the dude who's like the, the, uh, the DJ who did it. Yeah. I, I, he throw on a track. I had a BlackBerry with the side scroll, so I'm writing my songs yeah. on a BlackBerry. You know. Well, you know what Drake said about his. If you find it in Cabo, <laughs> yeah. then sell it. Sell up Mother Abbott, yeah. rapper that y'all know. Yeah, <laughs> I put in some work on that, but I didn't love the music, so I don't listen to it all the time. But mm. it's great music. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. So 
Now I'm in a space where I'm like, I don't care. Like I just put what I want. Like out. You, but you, but do you get to that? Is that is that a space of accepting you or accepting the business? You see what I'm saying? Because it could yeah. be a space of you like, you know what? The business is as such that that this is that what I have to do to go or what I have to do to be seen ain't worth it to me. Right. I you think know. it's a little bit of both because, you know, I told you before, like when we used to be, when we were 50 and all of them were at their, at their peak and was going through so much drama, I was like, I wouldn't sign. Because not because I don't want the, the fame or the money, I don't want the problems. Like, I don't, I don't love that. Yeah. I just want to create. Like, I, I want to get in, I want to create, and I want to go home. Like, I don't even have a need to perform. I just want to put my music out. This is a perfect space for me what music is right now because I can stream and not even be seen. Right. You know that that works for me because I like I like clowning with y'all, but I don't really like all of these people around me. Like right. you know, because I don't know them, so right. I'm always watchful and like my, I'm just like right. And so all right, so now so you talk about the, the space you're in and just wanting to create. Mm -hmm. Like obviously, of the three of us, I have the best taste in movies, <laughs> um, music. No, this is this is real life. Like I'm about to explain it. Right. I'm about to explain it to you why like, I can know better than y'all do about the stuff y'all do. Please right? explain it. If you let me freaking explain it, I'm going to explain it. Right? You listen to music, right? You listen to it a totally different way than I listen to music. Like, totally different way. Right. When you see a visual, you look at the visual a totally... Like, y'all can't embrace it for, for what it is. Right. You see uh -huh. what I'm saying? Y'all like, oh, like you could be like, see right there, he could have did this. Yeah. Or you'd be like, oh, if he'd have dropped in right here. Not to me. Not, <laughs> what I know is the words rhyme, and I can now see the story that he has told me. Right? All I know is I watch this visual, I understand that, and I enjoy watching it. Therefore, I can tell you what is more entertaining. Y'all may be able to tell me what's put together better. Yeah. Right? But I can tell y'all, hey, you know what? That right there, that's a hit. You might, it's like, this because, like, you, you don't even know that the Black album is not Jay-Z's best album. Right? Right or wrong? I knew this was coming. Right or wrong? You, would, you right. are, thank you. Yeah. We went, we I went, definitely don't think that's the, the best we, album. We called you. Yeah. We called you. Yeah, and I felt like I let you down because I thought you thought that I was going to say it was great. I thought you were going to have my back on Nah, that. nah. We see the same on that line. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, is I who thinks that? <laughs> I, well, we we came to a conclusion that there's more of an emotional connection with that album. Yes, you know, Ooh. I was, you know, but you know, I'm 32. I have a couple more years on me when it comes to being a Jay Z fan. A whole decade of, <laughs> of Jay Z rap that I wasn't even exposed to, like right. enough to where whenever I process it, and I could be like, all right, that's a dope album. But Black Album for me was just that album that. Like me, like for whatever your tape was coming up when you first heard hip hop and it's right. bringing you into like rap music, bro. The black album was that. Keon stood up on the table like, the black album is the album. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not Jay Z's best I'm album. Tell you this, the black album. <laughs> Jay Z, no, that's not his best album. The black album start off with dynamite. Yeah, it does. That that one more can I say? I'm like, Ooh, it does. Woo. It does. And it did. But this. you remember, cause mom, his, cause doesn't his mom come on? Yeah. Mom comes on the beginning, talking yeah. about he never gave me no pain. You remember that yeah. one? Woo, woo. And then when it start, it's like, yeah. and then it's just, and it, it's not, and it's not, it's not the 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 roller coaster decline, no. right? It's not the joint that goes, but it is the joint that goes. It, it's definitely it peaked early, yeah. and then like. But then it gets to the interlude, and that's whenever it turns right back up. It's for you. Public service, public service <laughs> announcement. I mean, there's a couple of gems in there, but no. as a, as a, look, I, look, I'm a Jay Z. I would say officially a Like I love Jay Z from 
uh, messing with jazz, man. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So okay. I do love Jay-Z's music. We've had conversations yeah. about this. But the, the, the Sean Carter, the Life and Times of Sean Carter Volume 3 was the most slept on, and I think it's the very good best album. work before Blueprint. But you know, first, and also, you can't listen to him about this. So, so see, this is how I'm about to tell, show y'all how I'm better than everybody. Right? Check this out. You didn't know that the Blueprint was better than Black Album. And those are like... I was wrong. Yeah, that those are released really close. Just like I think it's like the blueprint too, only in the middle. You don't think that the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill is a top five album? Top five rap album. <laughs> no rap album. They put her in a top five rap album, and she literally raps three times on twenty songs. You sure it was like hip hop? <laughs> oh, hip hop. See, that's hip-hop. a different thing. Rap and hip hop are different things. Yeah, but to me, it ain't. Right. <laughs> Like, I if it's hip-hop, you got to have some level of, of, of speaking word, right? She does. Otherwise, it's R&B. But three songs out of 20? Hey. Shit. I can go out and make three three-pointers. That don't make me a three-point shooter. This like, is very true. Like, Not if you shoot 20 of them. <laughs> right. If you shoot How 20 of them. Did I shoot, shoot three or yeah. did I shoot 35 and make <laughs> yeah. three? Like, it's a big difference. And I thought that the Lauryn Hill album was great, man. And it had a very big pocket. I love the music. I love the unplugged version. I just don't think it should be in the hip-hop category. But, but, but you know what, though? That's, that is, that is hip-hop. See, this is like that. This is like hip hop bigotry, though, right? Because you're like, oh, she ain't rapping, rapping, but she raps enough. No, no, no. And, and her and her genre of music coming <laughs> no. from the Fugees was like hip hop and R and B. And so again, you don't think that that's a top five album? Top five. Do you, rap think, album. Do you think the Black hip-hop. album is like a top five album of all time? Album? Awesome. No, I never said that. Oh, okay. No, I never said that. So, so to that you, Jay Z doesn't have a top five rap album of all time because if that's his favorite. If that's his favorite album, that's my favorite Jay Z. If album. that's his favorite, right? If that's right. his favorite Jay Z album, that means he doesn't have a more favoritist Jay Z yeah. album. And if that rap album is not in the top five of his favorite rap albums, you don't have a Jay Z album in your top five rap album. What's your top five rap album? Like, give me top three. Off the top, it don't even yeah. have to be in no particular order. See? Just name five you albums you love. You don't even know. Minus the, the black album. No, because the Black Album can't play. be in the top three because yeah, he just said it's not top five album. Watch the throne. I'm not saying, I'm not giving no numbers behind no, it. I'm just putting, he I'm, might be a bigger Jay-Z I'm, fan than me. I'm, bro, I'm putting albums. So Watch the Throne is Jay-Z's best album then. That ain't well, even his album. He showed up to Kanye's and that's uh, studio why, session. Right, and that's why I didn't label, that's why this yeah. was a Jay-Z album yeah. because Kanye is on there. But that was all Kanye. Like, that wasn't a Jay-Z's album to me. Right, so... I can throw watch like albums that I can listen to like on a road trip. You're doing too much. Hey, get to watch get to your throne, list. Yeah. Watch the throne. Can we throw mixtapes in there too? Whatever. J Cole's the warm up. Uh, he has such a music type, man. It's like I don't know if he has like a, <laughs> I don't know if he has like a woman type, bro. But he got a music hey. type, bro. Like, but look, you saw when I said I was a backpack rapper. He went. Yeah, like, 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 <laughs> like if you bring him, if you bring him into the store, you know exactly. Like you gotta skip Hot yeah. Boys. You gotta skip that whole session. You can put, you can put Wayne in there. Here's why you can put Wayne in there. Cause Wayne got to a point to where he rapped so much, he started being respected like a New right. York rapper. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like, oh, he got punchlines. Yeah, yeah. So that might be why you listen to one but, Wayne but that's album. The thing that's like to put a top five album of all time. Like we gotta go through a lot of music. That's what I'm saying. It don't have to be. No, no listen. I mean, I'm not I'm asking you to go to an era that was before you. Yeah. Right. Anything you like. Lil Wayne. Lil, Lil Which Wayne. Which one? Dedication to. One of my favorite, like I said, mixtapes. All right. 
That fifth spot is always the one. Bro, I gotta go. I gotta throw. What gotta type throw of creative Ghost doesn't know like things he likes? Who? Ghostface Killer, Supreme Clientele. That's one of my favorite albums. But remember, like I said, these are my these are my favorites, man. Bro, like, this is what your I favorites can't. Why are you defending? Right. Yeah, you your favorites can't be wrong. I like Ghostface. I think Ghostface was he was that guy for me for a while. Yeah. But he ain't my top five. But like that's what I'm saying. Off the top top five, like those would be the five albums that I would listen Two. to. Like, right. Right you gotta go faster than him though. Illmatic, Blueprint. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna Chronic. Yeah. Doggy Style. And just naming five albums. Very West and, Coast. Uh, and uh, Southern Playlistic Cadillac music. See? Those are... No particular order, just five great albums that I can play today and still love every song on it. I'm gonna say this, and I know, listen, of the sensitivity in this group, I'm the least sensitive, <laughs> right? And I know that this answer is going to make me seem like the sensitive one. But there is no way Take Care can't be a top five rap album. I love Drake, but it ain't my top five. Are you, bro, it's the perfect album. But. Because even when he sings, there's rapping that goes along. Because that's what y'all try to do. That's what y'all all look. Oh, look at us. We're hard. I was Aubrey like before Aubrey as far as I've, the content. I've listened to, <laughs> I've listened to Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang forever. Seven. I didn't put Wu-Tang in my top thousand five. Million. Well, he put Ghostface <laughs> Killers. Yeah, 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 we still like, like I, we listen to Take Care the same way. I love it. But we was just saying top five albums that I could just listen to now. Now, that would be an honorable mention. Because I can understand that being in somebody's top five. I wouldn't even argue that. Right. And I actually think that's some of Drake's best work. It is the best complete yeah. project. I think so by Drake. Gosh, you guys know nothing. Like how do like how do I come to you to create visuals and for you to give me music when y'all don't know nothing? Dude, and you can't And two y'all neither one of y'all watches enough movies to even Bro, get into who, that conversation. First of all. Bruh. He has a lot of time to watch movies right. when he decides to watch movies. So he binge watches movies. Right. I don't have a lot of time. I'm, I'm saying busy. when you sit, but dog, when you, I, I watch, watch him on the plane. I watch what was that? Uh, ATL. Yeah. I watched a whole season of ATL sitting in his kitchen with him one night. That's how we watched that. But when he gets in the movie mode, he just movie, 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 movie. Which <laughs> makes me a creative. Hey man, you got it. At least a border <laughs> of creation. <laughs> no question, I get it. But that's how he get, he has a lot more. Uh, he can sit down and focus longer than that when he wants to. Right, but from I a ain't standpoint, it. like I don't really watch too many other people's stuff. Like I don't know about you. Like, do you listen to other people's music to like? I don't watch award shows. I don't watch videos. I don't know what. At the, my son keeps me current. Yeah, I love Lil Baby, by the way. Oh, I, yeah, he, he don't he's, miss. He's, he's the one right now. Yeah, he, he's Neo. He don't right. miss, man. Yeah, he's the one right but now. But I don't watch a lot of stuff like that because, I mean, some of it's just not my taste, and the other is shit. I could pop in me and listen to me for weeks. Right. I think so. I do, I never watch me, like do TV. Um, anything like that. I watched me a lot playing football because obviously I had to understand what I couldn't do so I could figure out how I can make it a can do. Right. Yeah. Right. I had to. You had to figure out if you can't run with this dude. Okay. How do you fix that? So I watched me there. So I never watch my TV stuff, mm -hmm. which is always hard now because when we're doing the edits for Face First and I'm trying to like push out promos, I gotta watch the whole show again. Like even though I know it, right. just because I gotta be able to say key cut. You know, I want you to cut from 114 to 237. Right. Yeah. So I got to watch it. And it's excruciating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it, like, I was like, I hate this dude. Right. You know what I mean? And so, like, I got to watch. But I also, like, don't try to watch people who do my job. Right? One, in, a, in, in an opinion thought business, I don't want your thoughts. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, I want, like, if, I, if we have the same thought, I want the first time I've ever heard it to be my thought. Right. 
You see what I'm saying? One, because I, I don't want to be influenced by you. Two, I don't want to feel like I, I stole it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like even if I like even if I feel it and I see somebody else say it, I'm like, well, I can't say that. Mm -hmm. Right. If I'm on the show and one of my like colleagues says it, right. I'm like, oh shoot, can't say that. But what's crazy is you'll be on these production meeting calls and you might have a thought. Like you might say, okay, I want this to happen, or I feel this way, or I think this. And right before you talk, because somebody heard it on the call, like they're not necessarily saying I want to take that and use it. They use it. Right. Right. And so then now it's like you got to just stake on your feet. And, and figure it out. And we talked about like albums. Like I'm sure like those albums inspired you. I'm sure there's been movies or things or visuals that inspire you. Like you know, I can't see somebody watching Kanye's like Runaway video or or the the whole piece he put out and like liking visuals and videos and and being a creative and not loving it. Right. Right. Just because I just watching it, you know. I can't remember her name. I know she's like a Victoria's Secret model. Mm -hmm. When he's at the house playing the joints and she's like dancing to it and she got feathers. It was trippy. Right, but I'm sure from a creative standpoint to see that it's like holy hell. Right, you know what I mean. And so like I was that way with with athletes. Like when I was growing up, like Randall Cunningham was my favorite quarterback. Right, and he's my favorite quarterback one because he was black, and then two we had the same initials. You know, and so like I, at that time, if it wasn't Warren Moon, you weren't right. seeing quarterbacks no that looked like us. So seeing Randall Cunningham yeah. and seeing the fact that he was like athletic and like he ran and all of like like that was in like that was huge to me. Barry Sanders. But y'all know, like Michael Jordan is my is my is my guy, you know. Like that's that's he made me fall in love with basketball. But that doesn't make me special because he made millions of people across the world fall in love with basketball. But that was why like Kobe was like different to me, right? Right? Because Kobe was 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 like him, but he was like him in a way where we had more access to who Kobe was and, and what he was and his approach to playing it, his right. approach to doing it, his approach to preparing for it. As, as being former athletes, do you take anything away from that as to just anything you do? Parenting, shoot, work, uh, creations. Do you take anything from certain athletes and say those things still hold over into what you do? Because I think that's why people go to like higher athletes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Is there like a certain athlete you like, I love that he is this way and being this way is something I want to be? Well, when I was younger, I love magic, obviously. Uh, I love Charles Barkley. I just love the, the athleticism and stuff like that. But as an adult looking at the sports, I loved what I saw Kobe Bryant to be at the end. Because you remember... Retired I Kobe Bryant. Yeah, the retired oh, Kobe no, Bryant as far as You were stupid for like two decades. Yeah. And I would but, call you and tell you how awesome he was. And I would tell you how great he was. Look at you. It was... A, I was on... Brian. Look no, the no, no. I was on an anti-Kobe uh, campaign at one point because of wow. the, the thing that happened in Denver. And when he when he told on people, that's that's against my code. So my code wouldn't allow me to to to, to look at that. Yeah. Then, you know, as you get older and you soften up, I start looking at him as a human being and the way that he prepared and do stuff like that. I I love the way that he approached things. You know what I'm saying? Like his thought process is similar to mine when I started really like getting away from the whole hood thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I always I always thought Kobe. And first of all, talent wise, I never questioned it. Always amazing. Like I knew that when he came in, he was gonna be amazing. Jordan with me in his conversation has been different and not because of a talent, but I just didn't watch Jordan like that. Like my dad didn't like Jordan. My dad was like one of those old heads that was like, man, he, he need to learn how to share the ball. He's a black hole. He's selfish. Yeah, see, that's what I heard. That's that goes with y'all creative purism. <laughs> right? Like, oh, he's different. You know why he's different, Kevin? Because he was an alien, bro. He was. He's a monster. And I know he's you the you, monster. Like, you're a huge Kobe fan. Like you actually bought me the book, which is something. 
I don't know if you ever catch me on TV. I, my, my new space, I do it in the house. It. I got the book right behind. Uh, I got a Kobe, like a Kobe hat. But I know we kind of share that. We were actually together Dumb. and leaving each other when it happened. Remember that? Yep, we were leaving IMG, and we were about to head back. Well, you were heading back to Baton Rouge, yep. I heading back to Oklahoma. Bro, we're about, I'm about to board my flight. Mo texted in the group chat and was like, Kobe Bryant died. I didn't believe it. Right. I didn't believe it. And then when I, I look around the airport and, you know, everyone, everybody, like, you know, you could tell who, you know, who's probably played ball. Right. Like, you just see every, you could just see it in everybody's face, man. And when I looked it up, saw it on TMZ, bro, I, I, I lost it. And I felt like a part of me died because my dad, you know, he's from, he's from L.A. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up watching, you know, Magic. My first basketball j- jersey was a Magic Johnson jersey. Then I grew up watching Kobe Bryant. I wasn't really a big, like, Jordan I didn't really get to see Jordan play, but Kobe, I watched him play. I was sleeping. He called me and said, hey, man, Kobe died. His dog was named Harley. I was I was out to sleep. I was like, the dog? And he was like, nah, man, Kobe Bryant. I was like, so I wake up, I'm like, oh, man. As a parent, man, watching how he died, I, it tore me up because I, I couldn't imagine me and my child being together as we expire. And, like, how he was comforting her on their way out, that had to be a moment, man, like, it, even now, that's something sad. Like even just from that standpoint, but that's yeah, tough. I, I think you know that's what happens. Like Father's Day is obviously close, and and and, and that's what like that's where you find your identity. Right. You know, like I can be honest, man. Like you do all these things, and you get all these opportunities. And we talked at the beginning about the certain friends you have, and like how those friend groups change. Like those things never change to me, really. And like I don't necessarily like chase certain relationships that put me in a certain realm or a certain building or right. in a certain circle because like when we leave, you know, we leave the, the, the memories we have of people. Right. And and, and when they the, the stories we tell, like the most important stories that's ever gonna be told about men, about black men, are the stories that are told about by their children. Yes. Right? Because because your children last way beyond you. You want anybody to tell you of your grandkids or your great grandkids, this is who granddaddy was or this is who you know great granddad was and like you want those stories to be about the love not necessarily be about oh look at this picture of him rapping or this is something this is the visual he created or this is the hit where he hit so and so right you know what I mean and so like that's the like that's the space that's the space you move in now and I think in moving into that space the the things you can acquire have become less now they weren't important to me in the beginning like I drive a Tundra you know what I mean? And so, like, I ain't really tripping right. on uh, acquiring things or necessarily hoarding things, but I am tripping on what I leave. What do you want to leave here? Like, like, what do you want people to say about you? If you could attend your funeral like Augustus Waters did b- before he passed in uh, Faults of Our Stars, what you want people to say? I've only had that thought, like, a thought of, like, man, like, I'm really, like, about to die was when I was in the military. And so at that point, it just made me think about, like, how will, you know, my family, how, like, what do they think about me in this, like, as of, like, today? And at that time, I thought, you know, I was living a pretty, like, I, I'm, I'm an honorable dude. And so if anything, like, to answer your question, you know, someone that's honorable, you know, uh, my kids, I mean, I, when I leave this legacy behind, like, you know, I started my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... I've done things that the generations before me, like my father and my grandfather, like necessarily didn't provide. Like I'm leaving something behind, like even with like the real estate. Like I'm do- I'm leaving a platform behind for them to where they can step right into and my sons can take it further. Or my you know, my daughter can take it further. 
but most importantly, man, just you know, just this this man cared, thought about me, you, like fifty years from now, hundred years from now, you know, yeah. like he had us in mind. What you think, bro? I agree. Uh, dealing with the last issue that I just had with the having the heart procedure, uh, that was scary, man, and it, it kind of gives you like brevity. And uh, I not I've dealt with other people dying, but I've I've been healthy, you know, I've never had any of the issues. So when it did happen, it made me start thinking about legacy. And like, I've always tried to prepare kids, whether they're my children or kids that I coach, you have to be a, a man, first of all. And when I say man, I don't mean aggressive and beating everybody up, but I mean, you stand on what you say, you, you're loyal to those that you need to be loyal to. But I started looking at it from a kid, my kid's perspective, because I was like, my son was one, my mm -hmm. youngest son, when I started getting sick. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna die today and he ain't got nothing. Like, nothing. And it's not that I ain't never had it. I just never set it up for him. Mm -hmm. So then, man, I went crazy. I'm like, man, look, what's this? Give me a VUL 529. What are we putting this money in? <laughs> like, because I'm thinking I'm leaving tomorrow. So if I'm leaving tomorrow, at least that's going to have my name on it so he can have it. And so I'm just more concerned about my kids being good men. You know, I have two boys. I, I want them to grow on and, and nurture someone else. So if I can instill with them all of the things that make my friend and friends love me, then those are things that I care about. So... Just yeah. being a good man, caring, loving, kind man. But at that time, you'll step up and you'll defend your family with, with tooth and nail. That's what I want my sons to be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't really ever, <laughs> you know, because my life's different. Like, I was there, you know what I'm saying? I thought I was dying. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said the prayer, you know. I wanted Yon to have somebody. I wanted the kids to grow up certain ways. I wanted Jordan to be a good man. You know, you want your daughters to be loved and, and, and cared for. Um, my kids are so old now. Right. You know what I'm saying? 22, 20, 16. The, the thing for me is it's no more like the tangible things I could leave them. You know, my kids set up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like my right. kids, did, Jordan had to be good at football to go to college or Jaden had to do none. He had to do anything. Like I right. set all that stuff up. Uh, if I go, everybody gets rich. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so like and maybe having maybe having those things already allow you the clarity to know that those things don't matter, right. right? Obviously, you feel like they matter, though, like if you don't have them set up. And I have them set up, so it's not stress. It's like like marriage, you know, finances are like one of the the biggest arguments in marriage. But you ain't got it. When you ain't got to have it, you also don't appreciate it as much. Right, right. You're not like, man, I'm so glad we never got to argue about this. No, right. you just know you don't have to. Yeah. I know, like, when I look at it, and I think I've always, I've always lived like this, I've always been this type of friend, I just want you to know I loved you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the relationships in my life where I do love people and I don't think like they feel it, understand it, because we all love in our own ways, understand it. Those are relationships in life I feel like I failed in. Right. And so in the end, it's about, okay, do the people that are around you that you do care for, do they know you care for? Right. And then do they know that you care for them enough and, and sufficiently? Right. And I don't think actions, like, all we ever do is just judge off of actions, right? right? My dad said, this up for me, this up for me, this up for me. That man loved me. Or Keon, you know, my dad had to gave us this platform 50 years down the line. We're set up because of that. Like, that, that may be the way that they end up knowing that they love you, right? Like, if you're a rapper and you put out an album, you know how you know people love you? Because they streamed it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you put out a visuals, you know how you know? Because this many people viewed it or these many people are asking you to come do it. The same thing in football. We pay you money because we love you. TV, we pay you money because we love you. But I think in the end, it's about, okay, what, what has our love created? Right. And if you create the right things, 
you know, then it's good. But man, I appreciate both of you boys, man. I think that's a that's a good spot to end in. Um, like this is different for face first. The only thing I've ever really done outside of that was Marcus. This was important to me. I've had this scheduled forever, and this wasn't gonna change. So I appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, Kel. Y'all check out the next. Uh, episode.